Star Wars 7x7, episode 536. Today, the gloves are off. <laughs> yes, indeed. We are spoiler-filled, so if you have not seen The Force Awakens yet, then you're going to want to hold on to this one until you have, as we start talking about everything new that we know about Rey from The Force Awakens. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in The Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and yeah, the voice is getting a little better. (laughs) Hopefully even more better by Wednesday and uh, even more better by Christmas. So, fingers crossed for that. And I'm really excited. I've, you know, voice notwithstanding, I'm super excited to be talking about The Force Awakens with the limiters off. We are from now on going to be talking about Force Awakens stuff as though you have already seen it. And if you have not seen it, then by all means, save this episode now and listen to it at another time. But we have a lot to talk about. And interestingly, it's not a lot to talk about with Ray, shockingly enough, because there's not a heck of a lot that's new that we learned about her with The Force Awakens. I know that seems like a strange statement, but two of the biggest spoilers about Ray, about her being a Force user, and about her having the you know, climactic battle with Kylo Ren in the snowy forest on the uh, First Order's Starkiller base, those were actually spoiled prior to The Force Awakens being released. In the day that there was a bunch of live tweeting done by various people in The Force Awakens, Harrison Ford actually blew the, the uh, climactic battle scene. So when somebody asked him what his favorite scene was, and he said it was the lightsaber battle between Rey and Kylo Ren in the forest, and everybody thought, oh, well, maybe he just meant to say Finn and got mixed up, but nope. <laughs> I think that was all of us trying to deny what we had just heard, and that was that, yeah, it's true, she was having the big battle with him. And there was another thing that happened, too, that sort of presaged this reveal in the movie, and that was the fact that a couple of weeks out from the movie, somebody at Walmart I was about to say something I shouldn't say on the podcast. (laughs) Basically, somebody messed up and put action figures out that included, or at least one action figure that included Ray. And, you know, I never saw the picture, but I gathered the deal was that she had a lightsaber. And so that would have kind of messed things up because she never had a lightsaber at anything else. Although it probably should have been a clue to us. I don't think I ever saw a Finn action figure that had a lightsaber himself. And that's kind of odd because he actually walks around with the lightsaber and fights with it on a couple of different occasions. So you would think that they would give that accessory to him as part of the action figures too. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think I actually saw that. I know the uh, the Finn that the action figure that we got did not come with it. So very strange that way. But be that as those spoilers may, the big reveal is that Ray is a talented Force user. And even despite not consciously using the Force to any degree prior to this movie and the events that took place within it, she seems to have gotten very adept very quickly, fighting off Kylo Ren's psychic advances and being able to reflect it back on him and tell him what was going on in his brain, and then using the <laughs> the tried-and-true Jedi mind trick on a Stormtrooper, which was, surprise, played by Daniel Craig. Yes, the rumors of James Bond appearing in a secret cameo and The Force Awakens are, in fact, true. He was inside of the Stormtrooper uniform, that trooper that came in that ended up releasing her from her bonds and dropping a blaster along the way. And she was even able to override Kylo Ren's 
telekinesis when he was trying to pull Luke's lightsaber out of the snowbank, and it went past him and right to Daisy Ridley. So, yeah, something really remarkable is happening with her, and even Kylo knew it, that the longer that she was running around loose, the more dangerous she would be. Like, How did she pick it up that fast? That seems utterly remarkable to me. But the wildest part of what we learned about Rey in The Force Awakens, and, you know, even then (laughs) we learned some stuff, but it probably raised as many questions as it answered, is that moment where she touched Luke's lightsaber when she was in the basement of Maz Kanata's castle. And when she did that, she experienced a series of visions. Now, if you are not too deep into, I guess you could call it the expanded universe. It's not really the official expanded universe. It's all canon now, right? But... If you knew anything about the uh, cartoons, the Clone Wars cartoons, or even had checked out the novel Dark Disciple that came out in July of this year that featured a Jedi named Quinlan Voss, you will know of a particular Force talent that is comparatively rare, and it's called Psychometry. Now, Wikipedia defines psychometry as a force ability of deducing information about people or events associated with an object solely by touching it. Whoever used that ability received input from sight, sound, and emotions. So in other words, by touching the lightsaber, Ray was able to access and experience memories associated with the times and places where that lightsaber had been. This raises some very interesting questions because, first of all, number one, the answer to how the lightsaber was discovered and recovered from Bespin was not given inside The Force Awakens. And so, got to give credit to my mother for that. (laughs) She's the one who first proposed the idea, at least here on the podcast, that Abrams might not, in fact, explain how the lightsaber was discovered. But it goes even deeper than that because... That means that the lightsaber had to have been discovered and in Luke's possession based on the scenes that we saw in the flashbacks that we had from Rey's brief encounter with her psychometric ability. Meanwhile, Maz Kanata did say that there was a story behind how she came to acquire the lightsaber, so that could be interesting background as well and maybe shed some light on how Luke possibly had it. So... Operating under the assumption that this is, in fact, a psychometric ability and what we are seeing is stuff associated with the lightsaber, it makes a lot of sense because the first part of Ray's vision is from a corridor in Bespin where Luke and Darth Vader had the second of three parts of their lightsaber battle. And then it jumps to another scene very quickly of the scene that we saw of Luke in the trailer, of him sitting by the fire and putting his hand on R2-D2. So, ah, that was the scene that was there all along. It feels like, ah, I I, I felt like I got a little robbed by that one, but that's okay. You know, the movie couldn't give us everything, you know? I, I... as much as we'd want it, like it needs to hold some stuff in a reserve. I'm fine with it, even though I had that little moment of, Durr, I got robbed by it. Anyway, let's talk about the rest of the scenes, because there are a couple other quick ones. One of them has to do with the shots in the rain of the Knights of Ren, and it does look like there are bodies all over the place. Now, there is some suggestion that somebody tried to kill Ray in this part of the flashback and that Kylo Ren prevented that person from killing Rey as part of it. It's hard to say whether Rey herself is a part of the flashback or not. In other words, the way they show it is a dramatized way where she's, you know, kind of witnessing it as if she's there, even though she's not really there. And if somebody wanted to, say, walk through her, for example, they would. So when somebody looks like they're attacking her, 
doesn't mean that they're really attacking her. It means they could be attacking something else entirely. Hard to say for sure. But it does seem like Kylo knows something about her or knew something or suspected something about her because when there was that scene where Kylo threw his first tantrum in the movie finding out that BB-8 and Finn had escaped from Jakku and also found out that there was, quote, a girl with them, that was the thing that immediately caused him to force choke the guy, like bring him over for a manual choke and ask what girl like why would that matter to him like what girl seriously i mean that's not something that would have engendered the kind of a reaction unless he had a sense of the danger or of the possibility of a girl connected to this whole thing what it could mean so maybe there is something to the theory about whether kylo ren knows or suspects exactly who Ray really is but we're digressing a little bit from the narrative of the flashbacks so the next thing is an image of Ray as a little girl watching a ship go away and pleading terribly. And she is being held by a very large hand, which turns out to be the hand of Unkar Plutt, the junk dealer on Jakku. Initially, the voice when I heard it I thought might have been Laura Sonteca, the character played by Max von Sydow, which seems like it would have made more sense on the one hand, because why would you drop off a little girl in the hands of a junk dealer? I mean, that seems a little odd. But then again, there must be something else going on that we just don't know about yet, and they can't stuff all the story into one, like I was saying. And whatever's happened in the intervening years doesn't seem to have made Unkar particularly care for or <laughs> concerned for Ray and her well-being, because the moment she says, nope, bb it's not for sale, he's on the phone saying... You know, follow her and get that droid. Not that it actually did any good, but we're presuming that the two that tried to ambush her and snag BB-8 were the two that responded to Unkar's phone call and ended up getting their their hats handed to them, basically, by Ray. So, anyway, that's the, the last flashback one before we get a flash-forward in her vision of the snowy forest and her about to take on Kylo Ren in a lightsaber battle. And, and if you listen very carefully, you will hear the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi. In fact, you will hear two voices of Obi-Wan Kenobi. One of them is Alec Guinness and the other is Ewan McGregor. Apparently, they took the word afraid that had been uttered at some point by Alec Guinness and pulled the syllable Ray out of that to use within there and then had Ewan McGregor come in and record a very simple line, these are your first steps. So the phrase Ray, these are your first steps, appears in that flashback, and it is delivered by Obi-Wan Kenobi's character for her. So now we're left to wonder about a few things. First of all, if it is true that it is tied to the lightsaber, that her visions are tied to the lightsaber, then we have to jump to the conclusion that somebody holding that lightsaber was the person who dropped her off on Jakku. And it could be Luke, or maybe the, the blade had passed to Maz Kanata by that point, or maybe it was somebody else entirely. Hard to say for sure. But somebody holding that lightsaber had to be associated with her being dropped off for that vision to be you know fully realized. Also, it had to have been in Luke's hand. That lightsaber had to have come back to Luke in some fashion for us to have been able to see some of the scenes that Rey saw in her vision. And it still leaves open the $64,000 question, who are Ray's parents? Now, it doesn't seem to be Han and Leia because 
they you know they have her in front of them and they don't seem to acknowledge her as a child they don't speak of a you know a sister to Kylo Ren or anything like that so you know doesn't seem like the case but Han Solo certainly does take a uh, liking to her immediately offering her a job to stay with him wanting to you know keep her under his wing as it were so at this point, my money is riding on her being Luke Skywalker's daughter. And I'm saying that not from having any Episode Eight spoilers, because I don't. I haven't seen a single one of those or anything like that. That's just the educated guess that I'm making based on the evidence that we have available as of today with The Force Awakens. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on Rey and anything else new that we've learned about her that I didn't cover in this podcast and your theories about who her parents are. Chime in in the comments to the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you've got a business that you need to get in front of a bunch of Star Wars fans, then I've got an idea for you. I'm looking for a sponsor to get the entire Star Wars 7x7 team over to London for Star Wars Celebration Europe next July. And we get a ton of exposure when we do Star Wars Celebration podcasts. Not just the regular episodes, but the bonus stuff, and all the in-person stuff too, not to mention all the live streaming video we do. So if that's something of interest to you, then reach out via the contact form at SW7x7.com and let's talk. Alright, let's get you your trivia question here. Last time we asked you what the Empire's primary starfighter was, and that's the TIE Fighter. Today's question, whose death was Luke mourning when he said, quote, I can't believe he's gone, unquote. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you fall in love with a queen in disguise, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, Please support us at patreon.com slash SW7X7. It's not a deep space angel, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.